millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own. game that could have gone either way but in the end a very good point for the addicts on the road against the league leaders welcome to Charlton Live So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. Uh, My name is Louis Mendes. Thank you for joining us on your Sunday evening as we get ready to look back at yesterday's enthralling 2-2 draw. Last gasp equaliser for the Addicts up at the Hawthorns uh, against the league leaders uh, West Bromwich Albion. Joining me in the studio to discuss just that is uh, on my left hand side, Mr Nathan Miller. How are you doing Nath? Looking well? I'm living the dream. Living the absolute dream. Oh yeah, what a weekend of sport. It's been an absolute cracker. I mean on the right hand side, someone who I assume is very, very happy because the last couple of weeks you've been saying you've been dreading the idea of an England versus Wales rugby final. Well, you've, you've dodged a bullet, Tom Wallin. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. It's now a good time to tell everyone I am half English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, joining the winning team now, are you? No, I still want them to lose. <laughs> uh, excellent stuff. So on uh, tonight's show, like I say, we'll look back at yesterday's... Uh, very exciting 2-2 draw uh, with West Bromwich Albion. The uh, Addicts uh, equalising late on through what some people are calling a controversial penalty. And I guess we'll discuss whether it is or 
isn't controversial uh, as the show goes on. We'll hear the highlights of the game. Uh, we'll hear, of course, the uh, post-match interview uh, with Lee Bay. We want to hear from you guys as well. Obviously, uh, as I said, there's some contentious discussion points. The, the red card to were well, about five members of the West Bromwich Albion team at one point, but in the end, it was for Ferguson who got sent off. Uh, did you think that was a red card? Did you think uh, it was a penalty for Charlton after Naby Sarr got fouled uh, late on? What did you make of the performance? Because, I mean, I couldn't believe we were losing 1-0 at half-time the amount of chances we created. And then in the second period, West Brom going forward at times were very scary to watch. So let us know what you made of yesterday today's performance all those controversial points you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at Charlton Live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum to have your say on this evening's show um, Tom obviously injury ravaged Charlton I think was it was 10 first teamers we couldn't use yesterday due to either injury or in Jonathan Lecco's case uh, against his former club We've got Sam Field who sort of fell into both categories yeah. he's a double out um, so to go to West Brom and play like we did and get a point like we did I mean, this this team just never ceases to amaze at times. They just keep on going despite everything that's been thrown against them. Yeah, that's what I said last night. Um, they just don't know when they're beaten at all. Um, and I think I'd have taken a point there, irrespective. Um, but then, as you say, when you add 10 injuries into the mix, when you add the fact that we went behind twice into the mix, um, you add the fact that they had a chance right at the end and could have won it, I think to to go there and get a point in those circumstances is is unbelievable. And as I say on on social media last night, I said this team just don't know when they're beaten, and we've said that time and time again. It's it's what Lee Bowyer expects from a team, and it's what he's managed to mould with this group of players. They just never ever give up. And yes, the penalty was a little bit soft, and and it came very very late. But we were hard done by to to lose to a, a late goal in midweek. So these things balance themselves out. So. Yeah, given everything, I think it's a, a fantastic point um, and four points from a, another difficult week. Matt Donoghue, the referee, um, giving us a, the penalty right at the very end. Uh, great, great referee, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, good thing that he's a Charlton fan, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he's not. I don't know. But um, but I think um, it was what Bo was saying. In the, I think it was something that we deserved and we were talking about on Thursday's show about how kicking the balls a little bit on conceding late but then we get one so sometimes it does even itself out maybe not in points terms but uh, but I, yeah I, I, I'm i with you a little bit I know why it was given but on the same token if it was given against us I'd be pretty livid mm. um, because obviously you know he, he, he would have had to hit Nabby at some force to take that big old unit down um, <laughs> It was, it was in the air, wasn't he? Yeah, so Nabi Sarah jumped into the air. Semi Ajayi, the former Charlton uh, trainee who, who took him out. And if you're in the air and you get contact, then you're likely to, to go down. That's the way I see mm. it. Same referee that gave us a last-minute penalty up at Barnsley as well, Matt Donoghue. Mm. So he clearly, he clearly knows what's good for him. You know, he yeah. clearly, He's clearly uh, read all those emails I've sent to his personal account. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he's given us a penalty. Right, let's have a listen to the highlights. As you can uh, imagine, these are quite long comparatively uh, when you think about some of the games we've had this season. So much happened yesterday. Your commentators over on Valley Pass were, of course, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Bartley and West Brom have it back. It's a little chip ball into the runner. Pereira has just got behind the Charlton defence. Lockyer's trying to get him back there. Doesn't he? Goes across goal! And finished by Phillips. And West Brom are a goal up after nine minutes. Yeah, it's a really sloppy goal for Charlton to concede. They'd be very disappointed with that. They had the possession. They cleared it up long. Headed back from Bartley, came down. And it was Pereira who made the run behind the 
control and defence, got into space, no one tracked him, ball across goal was excellent, and I thought Phillips marked it up, if I'm being honest, I, I didn't think he got the connection he wanted, he almost hit it too well, and it somehow just managed to creep in the far corner, but Charlton defensively a little bit poor there for me. Heavy touch, but it's picked up by Phillips, back to Ajoy. Charlton, uh, oh, ball cut out by Ostermer, edge of the penalty area, finds Bond, can he finish it, McCauley Bonas! Oh. It's a huge block from Bartley to stop Charlton getting level. That was the chance Charlton have been looking for. Swings it in towards the near post. Oh, and it's an important header, I think, from Ajay as Ostuma looks to pick it back up. A little drag back on his shirt. Referee plays on. Cullen backwards to Ostuma. Inside to Gallagher. He's got time. Thinks about a shot. Goes for it. It's a little deflection Ooh. just over the bar. Came off Tom Lockyer. Just sort of got his foot on it and just dinked over the bar. But Almost a perfect of little touches from Lockyer. Gallagher, lovely play. Just to shimmy the ball away from him and goes left to Perrington. Decent ball into the box. Comes away with Solly over the top. Just wide. Solly crept in out of nowhere at the far post. A little touch on it, similar to Lockyer in a way. Didn't really just just guide it oh. in goalwards. I didn't thought it was going in. We thought it was. <laughs> and to be fair to Charlton, since going 1 0 behind, they've been the better side. Lovely 1 2, and Saar's on a run here. Saar to Ostuma. Ostuma, lovely ball back in the pounds here. Nabi Saar with the chance across to Gallagher, who turns. Gallagher again. Gallagher with the shot, saved. Nabi Saar saves again. And Charlton wastes the glorious opportunity as West Brom clears. To left to Diangana. Further left is Pereira, crossing opportunity, swings it in, decent delivery, and it's a header just wide. Perrington did get anything on it, I think that was Phillips. He's all the way back to Johnson, Ooh. who's taken a heavy first touch <laughs> and has miscued his clearance. But there is the half-time whistle as Charlton undeservedly find themselves 1-0 down at half-time. And throw down the line and Pereira's just got behind Prattley, Prattley trying to recover Pereira's ball in. It's just oh. taking deflection and Phillips with a glorious chance over the bar. The deflection from Prattley helped the ball come towards Phillips. That's a glorious chance that's wasted. Sawyers up long to Austin who flicks it back to Diagana and West Brom have got men overload as the ball has taken deflection off of Prattley and it comes away of Pereira Pereira with options left to right disguised ball finds Phillips ball across goal and he should be offside oh he's not the balance was not given it and Phillips has denied him what a side by Phillips how is that offside? offside ball down the line to Phillips who's onside again Charlton trying to play offside Phillips ball across goals a danger on Phillips with a great save and then Prattley's dived down but Phillips had to get a touch on it but Charlton is screaming at the linesman again this guy's ball backwards to Diagana there's a challenge from Pierce and now Saar just gets his body no. across to Austin has given the ball to Furlon with the chance well, and Dylan, Dylan Phillips, Phillips outstanding the again. save again but Nabi Saar almost gave Charlton yeah he's apologising uh, what a save just from didn't Phillips look up, kicking Nabi Charlton saw. in this game three didn't vital saves looking for a big adventurous long ball forward that's a good one to Solly can he keep it in he can Solly backwards to Lockyer Lockyer short to Bond Bond lovely chip ball forward to Solly gets the touch Solly chips Ooh. to the back post he'll come the way of Perrington it's an awkward one pass back to Cullen who strikes what a strike oh. it's blocked comes the way of Bond with the header yeah. Bond with the goal and Charlton equalise Josh Cullen's thunderous effort Outstanding football from Charlton. Chris Solly on this right-hand side, combining quite incredibly with Macaulay Bond, who chipped the ball forward. You think uh, that's too far in front of uh, Chris Solly to be able to do anything with, but he launched it into the box. Ben Purrington on the left side of the penalty area. It was dropping down like uh, like an exocet. He managed to just touch it into Josh Cullen, whose eyes opened, saw the shot available, heading towards goal. The Jai got the block in it spooned up in the air 
And Macaulay Bon, you immediately look right to see what the, whether there was an offside flag. Nothing given. And Bon headed into almost an empty net, not quite, but a decent finish for Macaulay Bon, who kept his composure and brings Charlton level. Well, happy birthday, Macaulay Bon. 24 today, gets his fifth goal of the season. What a story this young lad is. Garner looking to turn, goes left to Sawyers. Sawyers chip ball forward towards Phillips. It's a decent looking one. Oh, well, well, well read, Nabi Well read. And Chris Solly would come across the clear. Oh, that's a heavy challenge, that from Ferguson. That's outrageous. His studs were up. His studs were up. He did go for the ball, but I tell you what. That's really dangerous. That was a slightly reckless foul, that, for me. They are at this length. He's reaching his back pocket. It's red. It's a red card. And for the sec second consecutive game, he's sent off. He sent off the wrong player. He sent off Diagana. He, he sent, sent off the, the wrong, wrong player. player. <laughs> it's, it's chaos here. He sent off Diagana, and it was. Uh, it wasn't him. He's not. Look at the changes. Oh, it's not. Oh, but he's rescinded it. Rescinded that. He's rescinded the uh, Diagana red card, and now he's going to the. Uh, the Ferguson. The the proper quite recipient of the red card. On is unbelievable. And now Ferguson has been sent off. Well, they got it right eventually. I just wonder if Charlton fans anyway and know that and don't think there's been a second record. Yeah. <laughs> just to let you know, West Brom are down to 10. Okay. Cullen couldn't get there, but Chuckson EK does. Finds Conor Gallagher. Can Charlton press on his left-hand side? Purrington on the overlap. Conor Gallagher still in it. Cuts inside. Now finds an EK in the penalty area. Drags me back on his right. Finds Purrington. Cullen. Side oh, oh, just past the left-hand post. What a chance. Charlton queuing up to score there and nobody could. And now West Brom try to attack. It's a block tackle by Prattley, but it runs by the way to Carno. Looked like a handball, but he's nothing given. Corner of the penalty area. Overlap by Townsend. Leaves space for Carno to take the shot and it's there. I want to see that again, because it looked like a hand from Russell Carno. Just looked like it bounced up and hit his left hand. But Charlton should be furious. They had the ball down the other end with an EK. He couldn't quite get it out of his feet. They intercepted and broke nicely. Comes to Carney, the substitute. Cuts the side onto his right foot. A great strike past Dylan Phillips. But again, I want to see that again. It looked like a hit hand. <laughs> Six minutes of added time here. Six minutes. Trying to get onto his right foot. Has to go back to Solly under intense pressure. Solly chips it back in there. Bond will jump. Get something on it, Bond. Can he drop it to a black shirt? Oh, it's uh, gone down in the area. It's a penalty! Penalty to Charlton! Unbelievable. West Brom players are apoplectic. It looked to me like it might have even been a handball. Whether he was pushed into the ball that caused that handball, it was Nabi Saar who jumped. Looked like a handball yeah. from, from Saar, but was he pushed into the ball? And is that why he's been given a penalty? My first reaction is, I, I thought it was a free Soft. kick. Yeah. I thought it was a free <laughs> kick to West Brom. I agree. If I'm being totally honest, we need to see it again. Um, oh, my word. What an opportunity for Charlton. Josh Cullen it's going to be, I think. Oh, my word. Well, the referee's waving players away, not having it. Ajay stayed down after the incident. I mean, whether he just jumped, like you say, jumped into Saar yeah, the only thing I can think something. of. The referee was actually a little bit further away from it. He was almost at the corner of the pounds area. The only thing I can think of is somebody pushed Nabi Saar to force him into to handball or to, to hitting his arm and going down. It's the only thing I can think of. I Josh Cullen's got the ball under his arm. 
waiting for everything to settle down. I cannot watch. Come on, Josh. Cullen it is. Puts the ball on the spot. And still West Brom players. Pounding the referee. He's still telling it to go away. Obviously, it's a, we're just trying to put Josh Cullen off. Can Gallagher trying to get him out of Josh Cullen's face? And he's finally done that. But still, the West Brom player is trying to get in uh, in front. Referee now sends him out. And now we might have time for Josh Cullen to take this kick. Strides up, shoots in the top of the roof and it I don't know if you can have a top of the roof, but it's there anyway. Charlton on level terms. And I don't think that's anything other than we deserve. Nerves of absolute steel from Josh Cullen. Cuts inside. Little ball upfield looking for Carnu. Oh, and it's a mistake between Kyle and Lockyer. And Carnu swipes at the ball when he could have just taken it into the six-yard box and slams it over the bar. Oh, my heart, Terry Smith. My, my word, that's a, that's a let It comes across. Aniko with a big header out. Gallagher heads it, but it's come back to Brunt. Brunt thinks about a shot. It's a deflection, and again Aniko in, in the way. And Gallagher takes a clearance for Charlton. And there's the final whistle. The locals aren't happy. West Brom players surrounding the referee. So there we go. Just saying, just imagine if Hal Robson Carter scored that chance after we equalised. I uh, wouldn't bear thinking about how we'd be feeling now. But what an absolutely breathless encounter it was uh, up at the Hawthorns yesterday. Uh, added time penalty from Josh Cullens rescuing a point for Charlton. A point that on the balance of play, Tom, I think it's fair to say they deserved at the very least. I mean, in particular in times in that first half, having fallen behind so early, you're thinking, well, this is daunting. You're 1-0 down. We've got all these injuries, all these players missing against the free-scoring league leaders as soon as you go one or down you're thinking that's it but I mean the rest of that first half we were dare I say it dominant yeah yeah and obviously I wasn't at the game but followed it and uh, like you <clears throat> I kind of expected us to to have a tough game and then you see the goal go in as early as it did and you think right this has just got a whole lot tougher and you think you know West Brom at home they're top of the league they're flying at the moment how are we going to get back into this we're okay Bond's on form at the moment but we're missing Taylor we're missing hundreds of players we're really going to struggle. Um, and then as I was following that first half, all I was hearing about and reading about and following on Twitter was chance after chance after chance for Charlton. And obviously West Brom had some chances as well. I'm not saying it was all one-way traffic, but we thoroughly deserved to be to get back level and, and we didn't. And the longer the game went on, I started to get concerned it was just going to be one of those days where we'd be knocking at the door and then you go home and you've lost 1-0 and you think, well, on paper that was probably expected, but actually the way the game went, we deserved something more. So when we eventually did get that goal to go level, I was I was obviously thrilled because, as you say, from from the way we played, particularly in that first half, it was the least we deserved. Mm, yeah, it was funny because, like I say, in the first half, I mean, we really should have scored. Start the second half, West Brom were all over us. Um, so whereas in the first half we were playing well and dominating, in the start of the second half we were getting absolutely overrun. Uh, and our goal comes from a bit of a fluke move, really, after the shots sort of... Uh, ricochets up into 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 Bond's path and he heads it home. But I mean, Nate, considering what happened on on Wednesday night at Bristol City, and of course you had a few choice words to say about that at the time. Um, having lost to ten men on Wednesday evening, it, it looked for a while there that history was going to repeat itself. So, I mean, that would that would have been a real morale morale slasher if if we if we had gone down to ten men again. Yeah, I think so because um, 
obviously the, we've if you look at all of the past games that we've that we've played we've played a lot of top teams in the last what three four five games and uh and yeah it would have been a, it would have been a bit of a blow obviously them being down to 10 but it doesn't always go that way in football where it just because someone's down to 10 men you're expected to win because like you look at that the team that West Brom have you've got you've got premiership players in there so they're not exactly going to be easier to play against um but yeah after Wednesday it was difficult to take being the last minute um and then we got you know the revolt, the, the sort of the gods were on our, were on our side yesterday, and we got a last minute go. So you know it swings around about. Yeah, well, we say that, and of course, we, again, we'll talk about the penalty in a bit more detail. But the the goal that <laughs> the West Brom scored to go two one up from Welshie Robson Carney, uh, Tom. <laughs> I mean, it was a quite clear handball in the build up, and now if there was VAR in the championship, <clears throat> I'm certain that that would have been disallowed under the the, the handball rules, which is basically if it even look if, if the ball even goes near your hand, it's yeah. cut, it's out at the moment. But he clearly used his hand to control that. There it was a great finish for sure, but that that should have been stopped in the build up. Hundred percent, yeah. And again, because I apologise on behalf of your countrymen. <laughs> yeah, I'm English. I told you this. <laughs> Here we go. Um, yeah, I was obviously not there, so again, following it and and hear the goal go in. And I couldn't see, like, I think Pat Murphy was the guy on Five Live, didn't mention the handball at all. Um, I don't think Chart on Twitter mentioned it and any of the people that were talking about the goal on Twitter were mentioning it at all. So then I watched the highlights last night on Quest and immediately said, well, that's a handball. Like, nobody's spoken about it. But I think because it happened so far prior to the goal, it's the sort of time where you're all looking down and checking your notes or not expecting too much to happen. And then before you know it, you stuck it in the corner. And like you say, it was a great finish, but... It was it was a blatant handball. You could see it. It was clear as day, and obviously they went back on again on the highlights and asked them. Uh, sorry, showed it again as a replay and asked both the managers about it after. But it's just one of them things. Um, I know Bose has mentioned VAR a couple of times. I don't know how far away we are from having it, and the state it's in at the Premier League at the moment. I'm not sure I want it in its current format, but it's something they're going to have to think about rolling out more widely, aren't they? Once they kind of hone it and, and work out how they're using it. But yeah, that, that goal should have been disallowed because it was a blatant handball and it, mm. and it helped him get the ball under control. So. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, this side, this side never knows when it's beaten. You're seeing six minutes of added time coming up and you think, well, you know, we have a chance here. And <laughs> I think we, we, we had won, won a free kick just on the sort of left-hand edge of the area as the six minutes was being shown. So we, like, we're going to put him under a bit of pressure here. And in the dying stages... The ball's lofted into the penalty area. It's a difficult one to deal with anyway, and all the players run for it. It's Nabi Saar who goes for it. Um, he's he's jumped for it, Naif. He's beaten the defender to it. And then as far as I can see, okay, it's soft, but the defender's jumped into him. So, I mean, you jump into someone like that outside the penalty box and they go down, a free kick's going to be given. So I see no reason why it's any different. And the West Brom fans clearly not happy. They've started a petition to get that particular referee struck off, um, which is uh, probably taking, taking things slightly too far. But, it's a bit I mean, much, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if that petition fails, then we've been proven right. I mean, that, that's a penalty for me all day long. Yeah, well, hopefully the the petition goes really well and they can debate that in the Commons. Like, I'm sure they'll want to do that instead of Brexit. But, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I said off air, I think I can see why it was given. But if it was the shoe on the other foot, I'd be... I'd be spitting feathers if that's is that's the right term, isn't it? Um, but first. no <laughs> swearing, so that was a good, <laughs> a good one to use. <laughs> but yeah, I'd be fuming if that had come the other way. But like you say, there was contact, and obviously I hope um, Naby recovers okay because he obviously got <laughs> he got you know, some some false. And, uh, <laughs> so I know he's quite slight and he's quite yeah. weak. Uh, but yeah, no, it was um, 
yeah, it was, it was, it was. But the the thing is, for me, is as, as a defender, he's given that choice. He's given. He's made that decision. He's made the ref make that decision. Like, you know, so why make that challenge? Because yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't doing anything. Yeah. He weren't. Naby weren't going to exactly control it and like do an overhead kick where he might have tried. He probably but. would have, I imagine. <laughs> but, I mean, we'll, we'll never know. We'll never know. Semi Ajay, the former Charlton trainee who made the tackle. And as, and as Nathan says, Tom, I mean, Naby's going away from goal. There's absolutely no need for him to jump into him like that and, and endanger his life. <laughs> yeah. I uh, a bit like Nath, I think having watched it a couple of times, I think it's harsh. And if it was given against us, I'd, I'd be mad. But I'm going to take it, obviously, and and I see why it was given because there was contact. But you're right; it's such a stupid thing to give the referee a decision to make because Naby, although he's probably going to Cruyff turn him and stick it in the top corner, you know, chances are he's, he's probably just going to run it out of play or run it into the corner. So <laughs> it's just uh, it was such it's a so strange, such a strange thing to do. <laughs> But it it doesn't matter how big or strong you are. <laughs> yeah, play it out a two one down. <laughs> the the thing is, like, it doesn't matter how big or strong you are. If you're in the air and you get hit, you're you're gonna, gonna go say, over. It's like so. in rugby, you're not allowed to tackle in the air. Sorry to bring that up again, Tom. Um, <laughs> I don't never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, and talk. I mean, the, the, we had sort of asked a question over the last few weeks. If we get a penalty, he's going to take it. Mm. And we haven't hadn't found mm. out until yesterday. And. I think quite far down the list would have been Josh Cullen, to be fair, because he's not he's not someone who gets a lot of goals. I think we grabbed one or two towards the end of the season last year, and this was his first goal of the season this year. He's not someone who's known for his for his goal scoring. Um, and again, I think um, it, it took about two minutes in between the penalty being awarded and the penalty actually being taken. The longest two minutes of my life, because uh, like Radio, London, I said for, I said to Radio London, "Oh, penalty, come to me," and then they came to me, and I was at waffle for about two minutes before anything actually happened. Um, and I mean, I mean, talk about calmness personified. Put it in the top corner like that in front of the travelling fans. I mean, that was an excellent penalty considering the circumstances in which it came. Yeah, I mean, was Macker on the pitch? He was. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought if I if I, if that we got a penalty, I would have thought well, first it probably would have been a Macker, and then I probably would have said maybe Chucks, and I would have even thought Solly would have been above because Solly's you know he's done penalties before and. In, but obviously, Josh is set piece taker, so it doesn't thinking about it. It's not. So I'm trying to remember if Josh surprise. took one in the penalty. I shoot think out, he took so. one against Doncaster. Yeah, it was so a pretty maybe, deep yeah, may, maybe that's the only one. Was Solly did as well. We yeah. should have gave it to Nabs. Yeah, Nabby, Nabby missed, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. He ran into the corner. Taken into the corner. And it, and it was uh, it, it was a brilliant penalty. And like I say, yeah. it came in uh, in a pressure situation. I mean, did, uh, going through like the main talking points of the game. So I said when we went one nil down after ten minutes, I really thought, goodness me, like everything's going to go against us here. You know, we, we talked about all the, the lack of bodies going into the game and, and, and looking at the move, I mean, that we saw a bit of the quality that we know sides like West Brom have, the way they sort of sliced us apart a little bit down our, our right-hand side, their left, and got the low ball in. Now, I mean, Naby did everything he could to try and put the block on, on Matt Phillips' effort and, and they put it in the top corner. So it's, it's just little little flashes of, of when West Brom turned it on like that, which we saw a lot more at the start of the second half. That was probably one of the only times we actually saw it in the first half, but it just reminds us, and I mean, every, quite a lot about yesterday reminded us that we're in the championship now, and we're not in in League One anymore. I mean, just even the surroundings, you know, I was surprised by how nice the Hawthorns was actually. I never, having never been there, I was like, this is actually a really nice stadium. It was pretty much sold out. It was loud when the West Brom fans got going, and the, when when they turned it on, West Brom. I mean, they had some real pace going forward, and and we saw that in that opening goal. Yeah, I think if you look at the 
<clears throat> like you say, they've they've got good players. Even the second goal, even that was handball, was a great finish. But that first goal, the ball across was brilliant. You mm. know that bit of quality. Um, Prayer, I think. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 you know, I think he's he's had a couple of this now, that assists now recently for Pereira. But yeah, you can tell the difference in in quality between obviously the Championship and League One, which we were expecting. Um, but I think we've stepped up, stepped up as well. But yeah, the first goal, I don't think anyone really was at fault in terms of nabs or deals. I just think it was just a brilliant ball. It's quite because it's in that corridor of uncertainty. It's in that middle, isn't it? Mm. But um, yeah, no, I feel it was a good, good little finish for them. But I'm, I, when I saw it, obviously, what was it, 10 minutes? I did fear for us a bit. Mm. So I thought, why well, are we going to react mm. now? Especially I mean? when, because I mean, because almost immediately after, I think again, I think it was a guy who gifted gifted the ball to Erinos Tumor yeah. on the edge mm. of the edge of the area. He laid it off to Bon, and, and in fairness, whoever came back and made the challenge, it was a good reaction. And as that happened, he thought, you know, if we'd scored straight after, we we might have been able to get back to trying to hold our hold our own in this game. But it wasn't like that at all. I mean, we really did. I mean, we were playing that same formation that we saw at Fulham with with the three central defenders, the wing backs, you know, going forward. What, you know, trying to soak up the pressure, but in, ter- in fact, I thought we were dominating possession at times, and some of the passing movement. And Aaron Tumo, I thought, was very important in that because we haven't seen too much of him. You know, obviously he's been waiting for his chance with Johnny Williams, and unfortunately with Williams now injured, we're going to see a bit more of him. And he was involved in linking up the play quite nicely. And uh, so, I mean, some of the moves we put together were really impressive, and 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 we were creating chance after chance. After chance, I mean, a long shot from Gallagher that was turned towards goal by uh, Tom Lockyer that went just over the bar. There was a deep cross from Ben the Cat Purrington where Solly arrived at the far post and I, I was sure he'd scored and, and his, his, his sort of cushion volley just dropped the wrong side of that far stick. And then we saw that one where Nabi Sar of all people, was marauding up forward, decided <laughs> to run it towards goal rather than the corner. <laughs> And uh, I actually thought he should have had a shot when he laid it off to Gallagher, but yeah. then he did lay it off. Gallagher's effort uh, in the end coming back to Saar and it again cleared off the line. I mean, we were creating chance after chance after chance. And I think it, there's similarities to the Fulham game as well. And I think our style of play and our formation and the players we've got lends itself to very open, expansive football. And again, going back to the highlights yesterday on Quest, they were interviewing Bilic before the game and said, look, you you." ship goals and, and you score a lot of goals and I think we're going to be a bit like that as well and you look at the sides we've struggled against Birmingham and Wigan in particular teams that sit back off us and make us try and break them down the teams that come out and play is where we're having more joy um, and they're the games that fans want to see obviously you want to get the extra goal and win the game but to see an end-to-end game like that and for us to go toe-to-toe against people like West Brom and, and like Fulham and teams that have been in the Premier League a little bit more recently than us is is exciting and we need to try and work out how we can break down those other teams and maybe it is getting someone like Lyle back in the side and finding other ways to break those teams down. But against those other teams, I think, like I say, the way we play and the way we set up, it lends itself to good, expansive football and there's plenty of gaps across the pitch where you've got a team like that because they're open as well and it, and it makes for an exciting game and we've got the quality to then take those chances when they when they come. Now, having gone in 1-0 down then, you know, probably well I say unlucky we didn't take our chances but we, we went in 1-0 down when perhaps we shouldn't have um, then the start of the second half is where the game could have easily been lost because I think that West Brom had three or four golden opportunities at the start of that second period um, Matt Phillips the goal scorer lifted one over the bar quite early on but then it was it was the Dylan Phillips show after that sort of five 
five or ten minutes worth of just chance after chance for West Brom. Low balls into the box, Phillips makes a save. Uh, Naby Saar gives the ball away, Phillips makes a save. All of these, all of these, uh, another low cross where it looked like it was going to be tapped into the far post and he did just enough to palm it away as well. I mean, all of these moments, which, you know, if, if, he hadn't, if, if he'd failed to make just one of those saves, we, we, it'd be a very different show tonight because we probably would have gone on to lose three or four. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they got that early goal in the second half and they go 2 0 up, it's more or less game over because then you're chasing a game, trying to get two or three goals away at the Hawthorns. Um, it's going to be tricky. But um, yeah, deals obviously was important again. Um, I've done very well this year and he's, the last few games he's made some key saves. Um, and he, he gave us a little bit of a platform and maybe boosted the players a little bit mm. to say, you know, I'm doing my bit here you know, to come and do something and try and get us something out of this game. And like I say, it was so strange that in the first mm. half we were dominating, playing great football. Start of the second half, we were getting overrun and our goal was so scrappy. I mean, it was sort of a decent move that ended up working its way out wide to Solly and he just lifted it into the air. It was a cross that you're thinking, oh, this, that's going to be quite difficult for anyone to make something of it, but it fell quite nicely for Purrington. Lovely little layoff for, for Josh Cullen, drove towards goal. Might have been sneaking in anyway, so the keeper's obviously gone the right way, but the deflection it takes just loops it up in the air, and all of a sudden I'm seeing this ball loop up, I'm seeing the keeper on the floor, I'm seeing the defender on the floor, I'm seeing Macaulay Bond thinking it must be my birthday. It is Macaulay's Bond birthday as well, and he heads it into the empty net. What a way to celebrate. Yeah, it was such a good strike from Cullen, I wish that had gone in. Um, but yeah, obviously you take it any way it comes, and Bond was in, as I said just off air before we came on, he's he's in the right place at the right time. Um, he's, he's doing that more often than not. Now. Exactly, yeah. And uh, it's one of them that obviously I've, I see the goal, I hear it go in, I, I read about it. But then even watching the highlights back, you think it takes so long to come down. And for him to be able to generate enough power, you think surely the keeper's able to get there. But he watches it down carefully because it's not an easy skill to do with the ball just coming pretty much straight down onto your head. Um, finds enough of the goal to to get it away from the keeper and yeah on his birthday as well and is that five in six I think he's got mm. now and he's just a man in red hot form it's going to be very interesting and I mentioned it briefly a couple of weeks ago to when Lyle comes back um, how those two kind of interchange and how we set up with both of them because if Bond continues to score for the next two or three games and we go into that Millwall game yes Lyle might be fit for it but he's not going to have played many games Bond might be on a goal scoring streak it's going to be very very interesting but it's a good problem to have because as uh, Nave said earlier we've got injuries pretty much all over the rest of the pitch mm, so. and it's not a problem we thought we were going to have mm. I'm sure I'm sure Bayou will find a way to get them both into the team but I mean a month ago no one would have said Macaulay Bond would, would, would score five goals in his next six games no I didn't you know I, I'll be honest when Taylor was ruled out I thought maybe this is the bit where we drop some points and maybe slide down to that sort of 13th 14th 15th position um, but you give the lad credit. Um, but as Bo said, you know, he can finish. And he's obviously working hard in terms of either movement. And for me, you know, a key uh, a key part of that is that Fulham goal. is great movement and great great intelligence and great finish from a header. But he's, um, like Bo said it, he's always been a good finisher and he just needs to work on the other side of the game. And he's doing that. So mm-hmm. even when Lyle becomes fit, well, I also think it's important that we haven't got to rush Lyle back. Not say, not say obviously we want him back as soon as we can, but it's not like we we haven't scored in six games and we're thinking well, we might have to just put him a little bit earlier, even if he's only eighty percent fit. Macca's doing the job, and it might might make it a little bit easier for Bose just to say right, make sure you're right. And even if it is the Millwall game where Lyle could come back or Saturday, he hasn't got a start. He can give him ten minutes, twenty minutes here and stuff like that. So mm. uh, yeah, so I'm really really happy for Macca and. Um, 
I hope it continues because he's obviously working hard. Now, obviously, we get the goal back. Here's one all just on the hour mark. Thinking, right, what's going to happen now? Charlton going to be happy, try and go for a point. But then the pendulum swings even further in our direction now. I'm, I think Conor Gallagher was clearly being targeted yesterday by West Bromwich Abbey. There was, there was a tackle in, inside the first minute from Jake Livermore, which I don't think they put on the highlights, but he got a yellow card for it. And I say that was borderline. I mean, that if, if, if Livermore had got a straight red for that tackle, <coughs> I don't think he could have had any complaints there. Now... Uh, was just five minutes after we equalised. Nathan Ferguson's gone in on Solly. And again, I mean, Solly's gone flying up in the air. It's completely out of control. And I, I knew straight away it was going to be a red card because I saw the fourth official coming out of his little part in between the two technical areas and walking over towards the referee. And he's not he's not doing that unless he's going to say red card. The only problem was he didn't note down who it was. <laughs> so and it, it, led, it led to so much confusion. And it, it was four minutes before the correct player got sent off. So what happened is about it took about a minute for them to show the red card in the first place. After Ferguson's challenge, all the players jumping in, getting involved. The fourth official was told the referee, Matt, Matt Donahue, this is a red card, go and send him off. Ferguson's obviously the bloke he did. He walks up to Dean Garner, sends him off. Now, the problem is, I didn't see who he showed the red card to. I just assumed he'd showed it to the correct player. So I didn't really understand why all this argument kept going on. And by the time they came to me live on the radio, I said, yep, uh, Ferguson's just been sent off here. And then I see the referee walking up to someone and showing a red card. And I go, oh my God, they're down to nine men now. What happened there? It must have been for chatting back. The player sent off now is, oh, it's Ferguson again. <laughs> He's been sent off twice. And so what had happened was he had sent off Dean Garner in the first place. And then there was loads of arguing about you've got the wrong man. I said, how much do you feel if you're Nathan Ferguson and your mate's been sent off and all your other mates are saying, that's Send this one off. Send the rubbish one off. Not the good one. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it was a bizarre couple of minutes. And eventually we got to the right decision. But it just shows... I, I'd hate to be a referee because I'm terrible at remembering names and faces. But it just shows it can happen to anyone at the worst time. It's funny as well because when you see it back, Ferguson's just standing there. And he's not, <laughs> put, he's not putting his arms up at all. He's like, yeah, he can go if he wants. I'll just stay on. Um, but, yeah, it, going back to the tackle, it's a straight red. Absolutely no doubt about it. Over the ball, dangerous and... I think Billich said after the game, didn't he, that it wasn't malicious and he wasn't out to hurt him. He was trying to play the ball and it does look like that, but it's horribly you can't, mistimed. You can't, play, you can't make challenges like <laughs> no, that. No, control, not. Yeah, Way control. out of control and, and had to go. Um, but yeah, referees, I know Boya says it pretty much every week that they have a tough time, but when you make a, a mistake like that, it, you've just got to hold your hands up, haven't yeah. you, really? It was, a, it was a silly thing to do. That's what Boya says in public, it turns out, anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in private, yeah. sometimes he says something very differently to them. Yeah. Um, so then, then you're thinking, right, okay, what's going to happen here? We know Bristol City went down to 10 the other day and that didn't stop them. Uh, but Charlton did actually probably have maybe a five, ten-minute spell where they started to control a bit of possession. And we saw this chance for, for Cullen that, again, it drifted just wide and... You're thinking, right, just hope we get another chance. And then it's, it's the way they went down the other end. I mean, obviously, we talk about a handball. We're already talking about from, from Robson Carney. Um, Solly and one of the others are tracking back to try and see it out. Solly gets taken away, but there's a great run on the overlap, which Solly had to go with. And that gave Robson Carney the space to curl it in. It was a brilliant finish from Robson Carney uh, one, you know, after, after he'd already picked it up, unfortunately. But it was a great finish. And then you just sat there thinking, please, not again, because we have played well. You go behind and then you're looking at the bench and who's there to chuck on it? Broome Kyle was, hasn't scored for us yet, has hardly played for us yet, comes on. And 20-year-old Josh Davison, who, I mean, like I say, two weeks ago, no one heard of. He was playing for Enfield Town and he comes on and six minutes of added time, just thinking, just please, please, please. We put on a bit of pressure, get the penalty. And like I say, Josh Cullen puts it away. And at the start of the game, you would have taken a point. With the way the game went, again, if at one all, I was thinking, I really, I'd be disappointed if we don't win. With the game, the way the game went, probably quite happy to get a point in the end. 
Yeah, I think yeah. If we're, even though we probably had some chances to probably win the game, I think we should. So be did delighted. they as well in the start yeah. of the second half? Yeah. You know, and they, that's what I mean. On the balance, the player point was probably a fair result. Yeah, they did go down to ten men, but they do have some brilliant players, and we've still got to be. Even though we're doing well at the moment, we've still got to be really realistic that we are going toe to toe. And I, I, in my opinion, I think a lot of teams are underestimating us. Yeah. Um, it reminds me similar to not like it's Premier League but you know when Leicester won the league and a lot of people didn't take them seriously all season and they thought well, they won't carry on mm. and I think a lot of teams are not giving the respect that we deserve at the moment yeah. I, I think that's, that's fine that's fine yeah. with us and we, we see, see that all over Twitter yesterday the West Bromwich Albion fans um, I, there was one on our train back who we had a quick chat to about because I was watching a panel in my laptop and he sort of looked over my shoulder and said, oh, you're a bit lucky with that. And then we're having a chat. And it, but he did say, you know, I, I was surprised Charlton played some nice stuff there. Mm. Um, and I, I do enjoy the fact that almost after every game, there's championship t- uh, fans on Twitter saying, well, Charlton are actually quite a good team. And we are. We play the ball nicely. You know, in, the, in the likes of Gallagher and Cullen in the midfield and Ostuma yesterday, they move it around well. And teams are surprised. And we, we keep surprising teams. We keep catching them out. The longer we do that, the better, really. Once we've played everyone once, it'll be interesting to see if teams approach us slightly differently in the second half of the season. But anyway, it's been a brilliant start to the season. Four points this week then, Tom, off, off Derby, Bristol City and West Brom yesterday. Is that good return in the circumstances? Good return anyway, considering? Yeah, definitely. I think you compare it to the first five or six games of the season and it's very easy to be disappointed with it because we started so well. But I think before the season, if we'd have taken four points over an average week, you'd definitely take it. Um, and I even think given where we are, I think four points is still a pretty decent return. If we still want to push for the top six, seven, eight places, I think we need to then start winning a couple more games now. But you know, on the whole, I'm pretty pleased with that. I definitely have taken it at the start of the week. So yeah, after uh, after Wednesday's game, I was pretty annoyed. But to come back, as I say, come back twice against the league leaders and get a point this weekend, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Right, we're going to hear from the Addicts boss, Lee Bayer, uh, very shortly indeed. But don't forget, we want to hear from you guys as well. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive, or you can head over to the Charlton Live Forum to have your say on this evening's show. Let us know what you made of yesterday's game. Uh, if you're pleased with that, points return over the last week. Um, how do you think we're going to get on? Uh, with all these injuries we've got, because obviously there's still a long time to go. If you just want to sing Macaulay Bond's praises, you can do that. Make sure you get in contact with the show. Right, spoke to Lee Bayer after the game yesterday. Uh, Again, he does talk about, there was one point in the interview, we said it last week, where we're talking about, I wonder if our expectations for the season will change at some point. And I did question him on that, because I just picked up again on him saying something. Uh, So listen out for that during the interview. But this is what Bayer had to say after yesterday's draw of West Brom. The Addicts boss agreed that it was a very good point for his side. Yeah, um, again the players gave everything, uh, I think tactically we, we got it right again, I think first half we we was by far better than them, we created a lot of chances but again we, we didn't take them, same as Wednesday, but if, if you look at the game overall, probably a point is probably fair, um, but I'm disappointed that we ain't had more because if you go by chances, clear cut chances, we should have won the game in my eyes. It would have been very daunting going down 1-0 in the league leaders after just 10 minutes, but the way your side reacted in that first half in particular must have been so pleased. Yeah, the way we turned it around and then we started to move the ball, we've done what we're good at and uh, we, we moved the ball quickly and, 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 and they couldn't really get near us, I thought, um, first half and, and we created chance after chance and we just didn't take it. It was like, well, McCauley obviously got his chance at the end, but 
that was probably a bit of luck that, that we deserved, I think, from, for, the, for, uh, for the performance. Obviously, having fallen behind to 10 men and having done the same on Wednesday, you're so pleased it's a different outcome and you know, some, uh, some, some minerals there from Josh Cullen to step up and take a penalty when he hasn't scored yet this season as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he practices them all the time. Obviously, Lowell's not fit, so uh, yeah, he, he had some courage and, and, and he put it high, high as well, so even more courage. Um, but yeah, the, the, the lads, it's been a tough week, you know. Um, but to come away with the four points against the three sides that we've played and, and probably should have had more than that, it, it's, it's been a, a, a decent week with the amount of injuries. Ten people, like, we, we've got 24-man squad and ten are not fit. Like, that's... It just shows how, how well they're doing. And, and, and the recruitment's been good, I think, in the, in, in the summer because otherwise we, we would have definitely struggled on another time. Um when you lose that many players and lads that are then coming in are, are stepping up what we saw in stages at the start of that second half in particular while West Brom are doing so well they're very dangerous going forward but I mean we've said this so many times so far this season Charlton having made a step up they still just do not look out of place at all no I, I think we, we went toe to toe with Fulham and we got like what we deserved there we've, we've gone against all the top sides now like these last five six games I think is been relentless we've played all the top ones the ones that have been tipped to be in the top six so it's been hard but I, I don't think we've done ourselves any harm and I've just said to the players there like we should be higher in the league in my opinion we should be higher um, we're a good side and, and now they have to start believing because we've got a good chance you know <laughs> like, honestly believe it we, we've got a good chance of staying in the league and, and maybe doing something a bit different you say something a bit different. What have you, what have you got your eye on? I've noticed a slight, slight change in tone, perhaps over the last couple of weeks. No, listen. We have to get to the points that, that we need to, to to keep us in the division. Once we get to that, we reevaluate re- where we are. But I'm 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 happy with the points we've we've got at the moment. And um, once we start getting some more players back, then I, I think I, I think that we've got a good chance of uh, going on a bit of a run. I think what the games we've just played has been crazy and we've been in every game but now I think uh, after pressing them we should have a run of games that I'll be looking to get more points Lee two absolutely breathless games in the space of four days um, and almost similar outcomes you must be delighted with the, the character of the side to stay in there uh, to actually get at least something that we did. nobody can say we didn't deserve it no, and, and what you got to remember, we, we played Wednesday, they played Tuesday. And, and to keep going and going and going to the end, um, especially after Wednesday was a tough game as well. Uh, but they just keep going, you know, and I can't fault them. The only thing that I'm, I'm, that I'm disappointed with is that we didn't take our chances again. It's, we, should, we should have won the game. In, in my opinion, like we should have won the game comfortably. Can't keep missing them chances because then you, you play against like they, a lot of Premiership players in this side, for, in uh, West Brom side, and you get punished. You know, they get a chance, boom, goal. Um, so yeah, it, it's considering what's happening uh, with the amount of injuries we've got and, and, and everything that's going on. I think today was was a very very good performance. Down to ten men, uh, like Wednesday. They go and score again like Wednesday. Was there a moment there you thought uh, history was repeating itself? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was thinking, how? How is this going to happen again? Like, it can't, surely. But 
they went two and one up and I was thinking no but again I believe like we were always going to create chances because um, we, we did all get all game so it's just whether we we would have taken one and we, we got the penalty <laughs> at the end um, and Josh steps up and, and, and puts it in at the least we deserve from the game was a point so would have been devastated if uh, it had been a hell of a long drive home if we'd have got nothing from it Two feisty touchlines from both uh, Wednesday and uh, tonight. You'll be back in it uh, for the next one. You must be looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting back down here. But it's good, like the view. Like, it's, it's really good. I think it benefits, you know. Um, so, yeah, but I'm looking forward to getting back down here. So, uh, yeah, so they, they can start hearing my voice again. And finally, on the way down the back room, people here at West Brom, uh, when they asked, uh, uh, they said what a good performance we put in, and uh, they, you know, that was with nine men out, and they wouldn't fancy playing us with uh, with you know, a full strength side back. That must give you a bit of a boost of confidence as well in the boys. Yeah, yeah, um, because what it does when when you've got everybody fit, then it pushes everybody a bit more because it's like I want to play, I want to play, you know, like they all want to play. But unfortunately, there's only eleven places, so then it will push us and, and push them to, to maybe another level you know um, but that's what we ain't got at the moment and it's, it's tough it is tough like to go three games this week tough games um, especially with the Wednesday Saturday it's, that, that's, that's tough so uh, yeah we, we'll keep working and we'll keep pushing and, and, and see where it gets us extra data will cover for the next one next Sunday so at least that's something yeah but, but we've got like a whole week anyway, so it's like I could have done with it this playing Sunday this week. But yeah, no, we, we just keep going and we, we keep keep working hard, and that's all we can do, you know. And uh, again, the fans like that it was unbelievable again today. So to, to travel all this way again, I'd have, I'd have felt for them if they would have seen us leave with nothing because um, they they didn't stop all day. I love Super Well done. Cheers, thank you. In that second half. You had that period of pressure where West Brom were really creating chances, but Dylan Phillips stepped up on a few occasions to pull us some great stops. What do you make of that and uh, how we performed today? Dylan, uh, again, uh, Wednesday he'd done the same. He, he made two outstanding saves on Wednesday and, and he'd done the same today. Um, so, yeah, again, that's what he was paid to do, but two very, very good saves. And, and, and he's getting better and better all the time, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased for Dill because he, he works hard every day. Over the last season and a bit since you came in charge, uh, Dylan has obviously stepped up and shown that he has the ability to start. I mean, it must be very pleasing to see his progress since then to, to now become a solid starting goalkeeper with a lot of potential to go even further. Yeah, I had a chat with him last week and, um, and, and I told him exactly what I thought. I'm always honest with, with all my players and I said to him like look you, you need to do certain things and, and who knows where what level you could, could get to because he's he's a good goalie now and he's young and he's learning so um, yeah who knows what, what how far he could go in now what's that extra set then what are those extra things I'm not going to tell you what I said <laughs> to him like this that's a personal conversation that I've had with him but he knows what he's got to do uh, and, and he's going to keep working hard at it so um, that's all we can do is try and push each other and that's, that's what I do I try to push them and, uh, and try and make them better and 
whether it's the goalie, obviously Marshall deals with the goalies, but if there's any advice I can give them, then hopefully they take it. Another person that stepped up was uh, Macaulay Bond, who's, I think he's now been selected in the Zimbabwe squad for the qualified to come up, but again, he's stepped up in a crucial moment and he's got his reward, so again, must be very pleasing to see someone who you said was a long-term project you know, have that confidence again uh, nothing, my thoughts haven't changed with Macaulay, like he keeps improving, I think you see today his hold up play was, was better again um, and he gets a chance and he finishes like I've said before, I've never doubted his, his talent to finish it's the other side of the game and he is a project and he's improving And so yeah, that's, that's all you can do and, and as a striker you get judged on goals whether you like it or not you get judged on that and at the moment he's scoring so thankfully for us he's scoring <laughs> uh, Finally <clears throat> you've got that week long break uh, until you play I think it's pressing at home yeah. so does that does that obviously help with um, the, the fitness of the players who, who need to get you know, going for that game They'll does have that... a couple of days off now they'll be off Sunday, Monday mm. just to regroup like recover from because it's been a, a hell of a tough week um, Played three top sides in tough conditions, especially Wednesday. So uh, there was no rest from Wednesday to, to today. So uh, yeah, they've, they've earned a couple of days and recharged their batteries and come back in on Tuesday and and we'll go again. Is there anyone particularly close to, to getting back to selection? Not that I know of, no. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers there. And it's John. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got so this could be fun later on especially as they get wet Welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on your Sunday evening. Uh, we just heard there from the Addicts boss, Lee Bayer, after yesterday's 2-2 draw up at West Bromwich Albion. Uh, you, you can sort of, like, I, I do enjoy listening to Bay because he, he always thinks, like, we, we could have we won that game. And he's not wrong. You can sense just some slight frustration. But at the same time, I mean, he he says it himself. I mean, you got you got to say, that's a great point up at West Brom. And... and he does sort of keep his feet on the ground when it comes to talking about games like that. Yeah, he, I think he says it as he sees it. And 
Wigan, I think, is the only game where he said his players haven't given him what he wanted in terms of a performance. So every other game, he feels he's getting everything out of those players. Um, and it, you know, as a manager, if you are getting one hundred percent out of all your players, you are going to expect to win win games. So I think he genuinely believes it. Um, and if you've got a manager saying that, and you're hearing that as a player, it's going to give you confidence. But it just shows that's why the players are performing the way they are. And yeah, I think he's a he's a pretty honest honest guy and I think he reflects on the game and he's, he's pretty honest in with the journalists in terms of what he says but um, yeah and and as you said there I don't think he's he's wrong necessarily we had plenty of chances to win that game so there aren't many times where he's come out and said that and I thought do you know what we didn't deserve to win that game or we couldn't have got something from that game and I don't think yesterday was any different I think it is a brilliant point but at the same time if we had snuck a, a win 3-2 I think you could have easily seen that as a deserved result as well Yeah it's funny just at uh, the very end there when Nick asked him uh, if, he, if, if there was any players close to coming back to injury and he just went no nah. nah, sorry <laughs> Page is nearly there yeah, it? <laughs> I mean, it, it feels like just a never ending uh, injury list that he has to contend with I mean we didn't even mention we only mentioned briefly that Josh Davison came on yesterday I don't think he had much chance to, to, to do a great deal yesterday but that's incredible for him playing for Enfield Town two weeks ago now coming on in a championship game, uh, <laughs> it must have been a real uh, special moment for him uh, as well. Obviously, he had some nice stuff to say about Dylan. Obviously, he's still coaching Dylan. He's been talking about Dylan. Um, wouldn't tell us what, what sort of things he'd set him to improve on, but I mean, I'm sure uh, he'd be pleased with some of the saves he saw from him yesterday as well. Um, and talks about McCauley Bond as well. Now, finally, I mean, that's the end of his three-match touchline ban. Um, and again, I mean, one one defeat in that time. Uh, a win and a draw it hasn't really made any difference and he does it, it does seem to I do wonder if he sort of benefits from having a better view and being sat next to Brett the analyst um, just to be able to see the game slightly differently but it, it does sound like he's quite eager to get back down there onto the touchline now yeah because he, he obviously likes to be in the, in the thick of the action um, he could do a curbs and could go into the director's box and run down if he needs to there is always that option if he wanted to go up at a higher position because you can see the shape a lot better um Obviously, being obviously when we do comms up there, it's so much better. You get the shape and stuff; it's so much easier to see from where I can, where I sit now. Um, so yeah, but I'm sure he'll be he'll prefer to be down near the players because it might mm. be pretty lonely up there with Brett, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think it'd be nice to see him down there as well with a familiar voice. I think obviously Jacko knows what he's talking about and Marshy, and he can get his get his uh, points across down to him fairly straightforward, but. Um, yeah, I think he's probably looking forward to being back down there. Yeah. Now, let's have a look what the listeners had to say after yesterday's game. Mendonca and Astor's on the Charlton Live Forum said, what a battling performance that was yesterday from the lads. More than deserved, uh, in my opinion, the point. Uh, McCauley Bomb, what a star. Long may it continue. Yeah, the best thing about McCauley is, like you say, Tom, we are seeing that natural finishing. Natural finishing. That, um, that, that Most of his goals, you know, they, they've been chances. He's just put them away without, almost without thinking. Yeah, and that doesn't change for me at, at any level of football. And when we signed a Jose a few years ago, I thought that's what we expected from him as well. That kind of just instinct, reacting, pouncing on the ball, being in the right place at the right time. We never really got it. And with Bon, I just genuinely didn't expect it to happen so fast. I knew there was a good player in there, but it's a big step up, a lot of divisions to, to make that leap. And first couple of games, you were maybe a little bit like, I'm not sure, but then he's just... 
just hit the ground running and, and now can't stop scoring. Um, and he is. He's just got that natural striker's instinct to, to be in the right place at the right time and get the ball down and, and make the right decision a lot of the time as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's really, really exciting to see. Yeah, right. CFC Jim says, felt like a win. Uh, I think we could have deserved more than a draw. We were brilliant. Exceptional from Dylan to save us the points. Everyone was brilliant. Uh, the people behind me, though, who kept slagging off Chucks and EK need to stay away. You aren't proper Charlton fans speaking the way uh, you were speaking. And that's sad to hear. I hope uh, I hope it wasn't anything too bad. But obviously, Chucks um, came on yesterday. I think he was involved in a couple of moves uh, that, that, that set up a couple of half chances. But he, he did get caught in possession a couple of times. And when he's been sort of... Uh, pointed out as one of the players that people are sort of going to look out for. They're going to notice his mistakes more so than than perhaps the good stuff he does. Right, Terry Smith uh, says uh, he can't be bothered to come in, but he tweeted in and said, I think we're going to have to put up all season with the reactions from opposition fans that we've already seen. They're expecting us to turn up, roll over and lose like a good newly promoted club. Then they see our team and fans in action and they go into meltdown. Yeah, there was quite a few enjoyable reactions on, uh, on, on Twitter yesterday by some of the West Bromwich fans, um, yeah, they. Like I say some of them seem to be slightly surprised by how well uh, we play. Uh, there was some one thing I saw mentioned uh, saying that we're a nasty side surrounding the referee, and I do wonder if something's been said recently because I do notice we're surrounding the referee a little bit more often now. We saw it in the first minute when Livermore got booked yesterday. We saw it um, quite. Uh, you know, when the red card came, we saw it with the penalty. Um, we saw it at Bristol City when their chap got sent off. I mean, is it, is it something you, you worry about seeing? I mean, I, to be honest, I was talking about this with someone earlier today and someone said, what, what do you think about it? And I said, to be honest, a lot of teams do it. Mm-hmm. And if we are doing it now more on purpose, it does put something in the referee's mind that he thinks, oh, this might be worse than what I first thought. I mean, do you, do you think it's an acceptable way to behave? I'm not um... too bothered. I don't think it's uh, it's an acceptable way to behave, especially if you look at. I know they're two different sports, but if you look at rugby and you look at football, and the respect there oh, for sorry, the referees. So mention rugby again, um, but at the, at the same time, everyone else is doing it. Um, so I don't see why we shouldn't. But at the same token, if you if the challenges like the Livermore one, which I didn't see, and the Solly one, I'm not being funny that you're going to surround the ref if someone's doing that. You, you know, that's natural for you to say, like, what the hell is this, you know, what's mm. happening here? If you're doing, I think if the if, if we're surrounding the referee for a little niggly foul or something, and yeah, it's probably a bit much, but if they were just doing it on major decisions, then everyone else does it. I mean, if you look at some managers, look at old fat boy Evans, he does it from the sideline, so, and he obviously berates referees, so I think as long as you have a bit of dignity about it, everyone, everyone does it, doesn't they? So. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, excellent right Spencer says what a team on and off the pitch uh, the fans were unreal again yesterday it was a brilliant performance Bon is proving he can score at this level Pierce and Lockyer are solid and Phillips is showing that he is a top stopper the day was only spoiled by the police greeting at Marlebone station on our return yeah see I wasn't on this train obviously I was, I was a couple of hours behind everyone else but it sounds like there was all sorts of shenanigans going on where, where, where Charlton fans were being asked to stay on certain trains. Uh, it sounded sound like it kicked off a bit at half-time as well out the back, which obviously you don't want to hear. But yeah, so, um, by, from what I heard, Charlton fans, when they got back to Marlebone after, some of whom were supposed to be on different trains to Euston, but got forced onto one train, when then all, all of them asked for their for their details when they got back to Marlebone, which I have no idea why, because it, that, that does seem a bit over the top. Um, and I mean, if anyone was adversely affected by that, and they feel like they've got a... 
a case or a point to argue. It is worth getting in touch with the FSF, the Football Supporters Federation. They're very good at uh, helping to deal with fans who perhaps have been unfairly caught up in, in, in police action or steward action as well. So have a look out for them because I'm sure they'll they'll be able they'll be interested in to, to hear what you say. Now, John Agonbar says, we're also having a sweepstake to see how many times Louis says pleasing on the programme. I'm going for 15. That must be one of my words that I say a lot. Like Carl Robinson used to say, in some ways, a lot. I mean, do, yeah. do you have one, Nath? Uh, trying to think. Mm. I used to. I used to say when I first started the show. I used to go, "Yeah, no." I used to do like double negative things when I, well, I don't do it anymore. But in terms of a favourite word, I yeah, I've got a favourite word, <laughs> but not probably suitable for airways. <laughs> <laughs> if, no, any, if anyone, if yeah, if anyone doesn't know, then look and listen to Thursday show. And then it might be <laughs> 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 Dwayne says Lee Bayer has put the passion back into our Charlton lives again uh, just think what could be achieved if we had a decent owner instead of the complete waste of space uh, that we do have um, uh, Will Bolland says it's games like yesterday that remind you why it's always important to remember the following things keep the faith and believe in Boya the lads do it all again next week after a well deserved rest yeah I mean Boya was joking like he gets the extra day now Sunday I mean even Bristol City we played on Wednesday they didn't play till today as well so they got another day's rest before they played against Wigan um, but yeah so we have got eight days off now and, and I mean that is a good rest a couple of days off for the players and it probably has come at the right time for them because I mean like I said walking wounded half the squad and uh, they've been put through some very difficult games over the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, we've needed a break again, and I don't know. It feels to me like the games are coming even quicker than they do in in League One, despite the fact you play the same amount. I don't know if it is because some of them are on Wednesdays or because we're so big time on Sky every other week now or what. But um, yeah, it, we need the break. There's been obviously the two international breaks. We've actually struggled a little bit when we've come back, or certainly the first one we did. Second one was a little bit better, but. We need those breaks at the moment because we've only got about mm. five fit players. So yeah, well, with the international breaks, of course, the rest of the same size season then gets condensed into shorter weeks. So you do get the odd fortnight here and there, mm. but then when you are playing, there are a lot more uh, midweek games. Well, Andy says what stood out for me was the West Brom fans. They really need to start taking those rose-tinted glasses off, and maybe the referee needs some time away from football. He was shocking uh, for both teams. I thought he's great. Oh, he's done, done a great job. Uh, Jordan Kemp, I felt. Uh, like it was a deserved draw going into the game with the amount of injuries we had. It had a 3-0 loss written all over it, but the players continue to prove everyone wrong and even teams in this division. Uh, last thing, uh, Macaulay Bond is definitely uh, ready for this league. That's from Jordan. Cheers for that, Jordan. Tom Bramley, unsurprisingly, another good team performance where everyone dug in until the final whistle. We deserved our point, especially after such a solid first-half performance. Macca is absolute mustard. I'm sure everyone as well as myself can't wait to see him and Taylor up front. Dave says, was it a correct decision for the penalty? It was almost attempted murder on Naby Sarah as a penalty uh, all day long. Bob Liscombe says, in my opinion, uh, Charlton Live, our pen was soft, but it, what the hell? Carnu uh, handled the ball for their second goal. It was definitely a red card. I'm not sure how Solly didn't suffer any injury. The gods were on our side. And then he has probably one of the best grounds I've been to, by the way. Uh, I said earlier, I was like I say, it was a much nicer ground. Than I, was. I always had West Bromers down as a bit of a nothing, mm. insignificant club, having never been there. Like a bit of a stain <laughs> on the Premier League whenever they come up, just boring. But having gone there, actually, yeah, this place has actually got a bit of... Bit, a little bit of something around it. It's a nice ground. I thought there's a lot of fans. Uh, obviously, they've got a lot of history, West Brom as well. Mo- most of it in the his- in the distant history. But they're, they're, they've been a big club and I, I did enjoy going there. Uh, right, Sebo. 
uh, says, I'm really proud of the way the boys responded to the big punch in the stomach at Bristol uh, to perform so well again and pick up a fantastic point against one of the best teams in the championship. Saracen, can I uh, shed any light on what happened at Marlebone Station last night? Not really. Obviously, we discussed it. Can't really add any more to that. Uh, and then Martin says, I've watched the penalty incident a few times. I think the referee got it right. He definitely caught Sar, in my opinion. Not even going to debate the red card. That was an absolute iron red card uh, for me. I really hope uh, this game finally sees the end of the Phillips haters nonsense. Yeah, he got a bit of stick, didn't he, over the last few weeks? But I think made up for it, hasn't he? When you look at the saves he made just before we scored at Bristol City and then started that second half yesterday. Now, he's absolutely inspired for him. And that shows what, what he's in the side to do. Sure, he, his kicking might go a little bit... A little bit off target every now and then but he's a goalkeeper he uses his hands to stop the ball going in the goal and he does it very well yeah I try not to react to people um, I bet everyone's entitled to their opinion but I disagree with it fully but yeah he's he's still got remember he's still young you know he's not like 32 in a season pro he's still learning you know he's like, what's how many seasons he had a couple of seasons in, in what well, do you think last last right. season really was probably the first exactly. the, even then it was only half a season because yeah, Jeff Steele was that, in for most of the time before that he was at um, Cheltenham where he went in the National League yeah he had a full season so he's still learning you know and the, the problem is with, with keepers is that they will be blamed sometimes because they're the last form of defence. So, um, but I think Dills has probably saved us many times this season. They've probably won us a load of points, which a lot of people might not realise. Yeah, forget about that, those last couple of saves at Fulham as well. Fulham. Talk, talk about those Even games beginning as well. Even the beginning of the season, yeah. he helped us out. So. Yeah. But yeah, everyone's in touch with their opinion. Yeah. But it's, it's it's a, I can't remember if it was a tweet or it might be an email I haven't read out yet, but I saw someone say, uh, it might have been Wednesday as well. Actually, someone said, "Oh, we didn't deserve to. You know, we didn't deserve actually anything." Actually, I think it was Wednesday. Someone said, oh, "We didn't deserve anything." Look at the saves Dylan made. You know, if they had gone in, I said, "We do know Dylan is part of the team. Like him, not him. He's making point. that saves on behalf of Charlton. Yeah, if we, if yeah. he makes a save, then we deserve to make a save." Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah but I'm not going to yeah. get involved. I just get the arm of Yeah, <laughs> we're on the wrong show. Yeah, you got to get involved now. Otherwise, it'd just be me talking to myself. Right? No, but it's just like. <laughs> I just don't. I, I know people can have a viewpoint, but sometimes I do actually question if people are actually sane of what they say. <laughs> See, I told you I should have kept my mouth shut. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, Adam Ferris. Uh, stream the first hand for uh, the first half from Thailand <laughs> and the second half from Amsterdam. All right, on VPN. There we go. Character earned us a well-deserved point uh, to go to West Bromwich Albion with ten lads missing and to perform like that. The management need to be given lifetime contracts. Hopeless officials, and luckily he was hopeless for both second goals. Clear handball for them and a soft touch penalty uh, on Naby. Great commentary from Terry and and uh, Greg as well. Uh, come on, you Alex. That's from Adam. Cheers for that. Adam Phil said, "Okay, a few weeks ago after the Birmingham game." I said Macaulay Bond will not score goals in the championship. I was wrong and I apologise. Happy birthday, Macca. And that's from Phil. Yeah, not not wrong about that. Right, Liam uh, Samuel says, over a quarter of the way through the season and we're very much flying. Despite injuries to key players, we've competed in every game so far, especially against the top teams. If we can get to Christmas on the same run of form uh, we've been on till now, then we will enjoy a very good season. That's from Liam Samuel. It's not wrong. I mean, this seeing like, Typing out, yeah. So we are over a quarter away through the season now, and we're still what three points off second. Yeah. I mean, it's a tight, it's a tight top eleven or so. I think you're going down to eleventh, and they're still three points off second. But we're eighth. We're a point outside the playoffs. You know, this isn't the the first six games where we've gone unbeaten. We're saying, oh, you know, it's only only early days. I mean, we're we're thirteen games in, or fourteen games in now. Uh, we have got. I mean, I'd say to Boya, maybe slight slight change in tone. We got a chance, haven't we? Have we got a chance? Have we? I think so. Yeah, after that first six games, I was saying we need to have a few more before we can really figure out 
who we are and whether we can keep it up. But I think this is enough games to say that. And we were just saying off air, weren't we? We're halfway pretty much to the total we need to to guarantee safety. And if we're only quarter of the way through the season, then that shows how well we've performed. So, yeah, I think we need to start thinking about where realistically we can go. I think a lot of that's going to be very dependent on form over Christmas and then the business we can do in January because we've already shown with the injuries we need some more bodies. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's any reason that we can't certainly push for the top six because who who have we played so far that's like beaten us comfortably? I wouldn't say anyone has really, so... No. What, yeah. What's the biggest loss? Two nil at Wigan, maybe? Have we lost yeah. by more than two clear goals? I don't think so, off the top of my head. So, no, because the only other loss is no. two one at home to Swansea and one nil at home to Birmingham. So we've only lost by two goals once. So that Bristol. was at Wigan. And two set pieces. Yeah, and, 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 like and two one at Bristol as well. So yeah. here we go. I mean, and you look at teams in that top in that top six currently, just to to pick out. So West Brom are top. We drew. Uh, Leeds are third. We've beaten them. Fulham uh, fifth. We we uh, drew and Bristol City. We only lost very last minute, so we've gone up against the better teams in this division and, and got and got good results. Swansea went top when they beat us, but they're all the way down to tenth now. It's so tight. It's so so tight in that in that championship table. Right, the wave says three promising. Uh, positives from this week. Uh, one, getting a point away at West Brom, who are the top team in the championship. Two, Kyle, strong performance away at Bristol City. And three, uh, Ostuma's tricky and creative debut yesterday. No panic. Uh, steady as we go. Not quite a debut for Ostuma, but yeah, his first start for a while. And yeah, certainly, uh, I thought he looked, he, looked, he looked decent yesterday. Right, Tony says, a great result yesterday uh, from the boys. We have something very, very special in McCauley Bourne. He just keeps getting better and better. And he did the advice of Boya and of Jacko. It's one of those penalties that when it's given in your favour it's a clear cut penalty but when it's given against you it's a bloody liberty <laughs> but we definitely deserved at least a point it was a great finish from Cullen as well referee was poor all over the pitch with some very dubious decisions uh, against uh, both teams or in some cases lack of decisions as well right let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live we've still got some uh, emails to come to as well but we'll be back here in 30 seconds or so Keep it in for Charlton. He's under a bit of pressure. Flicks it on towards Pierce. Little flick forward towards Williams. Williams He's is offside. Away. Williams in a bounce here. Collects. Williams. Scores past Allen. No, Williams. Oh. Can Gallagher get on a retrieving ball? He can, but further wide. Gallagher. Ball into Cullen. Cullen has got Prattley behind him. Cullen into the pounce area. Cullen still. Ball across. Goal goes Williams. And he can. <laughs> there we go. Welcome back to Charlton Live uh, on your Sunday evening. Don't forget, if you're listening via podcast, make sure you subscribe to our podcast in the Acast app uh, or in the iTunes podcast app or anywhere else you can get it. And uh, yeah, just uh, hit subscribe and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, you get your the show downloaded to your device automatically twice a week. You'll never miss another episode of Charlton Live. Uh, we'll be back here on Thursday. Don't forget for the big match preview ahead of next Sunday's home game uh, against Preston. Already looking forward to that. Yeah, Martin saying there was a wall of police waiting for us at Marlebone and they're taking down people's details. Don't 
don't know why. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're allowed to do that unless they're going to charge you or arrest you. Uh, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. know. I, I, I don't know. Like I say, get involved with the SFF. They'll, they'll know more than we do. Uh, Will uh, just tweeted in saying, Macca is on fire. Cannot wait for him and Taylor uh, up top together. A great result yesterday and immense away support as well, uh, as always. Yeah, it really was. Because one of the things about yesterday, it was... Um, it was a horrible rainy day all the way up there, and I think everyone's going to be miserable and wet. But once everyone was in that ground, they were really going for it. And um, I don't know. I think like the Birmingham area is actually quite a good place to go and watch. But we've got loads of teams all quite close to Birmingham City Centre, so there's always a load of fans milling about. There's loads of pubs in Birmingham. Easy to get to West Brom and the tram after that. I thought, I thought it was probably set up for quite a decent day there. So it's just a shame it ended in the way it did in terms of people going home. But, I, yeah, it, it did seem that most of the people in the away end yesterday uh, did enjoy themselves. But Johnny's saying our injury record over the past three seasons has been very poor. Um, does Bayer and previously Robbo put the squad through such intense training regime, which creates soft tissue issues? Not criticising Bayer, but we do appear to have experienced multiple injury problems since Russell Slade received the tin tack. Now, I mean, I'm no medical expert. Um, I'm no I'm no scientist, as you may have gathered listening to the show over the course of the last few years. But, I mean, can training... I mean, and, I mean that is a, a, a bit of speculation there. I mean, can it affect? Nathan, you know a little yeah. bit about coaching. So, in, t- in terms of, like... Like you can, you can have if you have too much intensity and you don't have enough recovery, you can get injuries. But they're mainly like sprains, that, not sprains, that like strains and like hamstring pulls. If you look at like last year, we had the two shoulder injuries, which they're impact injuries, so they won't be due to intensity. The Johnny Williams one was just innocuous, the same as Sam Field. Uh, I know absolutely getting balls in the yeah, face, <laughs> balls in the face and stuff. But um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say all of our injuries aren't like mainly muscle strains or tears they're just innocuous like random injuries so I don't think it's I just think it's just bad luck like you look at Igor and Josh last year in the same game you'd never write that Mm. I just think we're just quite unlucky but if we started getting loads of the same hamstrings same groin strains and everyone's getting them then you probably would question either the pitch or you question their recovery, are they getting enough recovery, etc., etc. But I just think we're just unlucky. Mm-hmm. All right, I've got an email in from uh, Tom Deacon. He wants uh, to bring our attention to the championship top scorers list as well because you're looking at, I mean, obviously Mitrovic and, is up there with 11. Carlin Grant's down there with Huddersfield for eight. He's doing really well. Um, we're, we're, I mean, our two are a little bit further down, but obviously we've got Lyle Taylor on five and now we've got Macaulay Bond also on five. So we've got two players... On inside the sort of top 20 or so strikers, which is not a bad place to be in, considering they haven't both played at the same time. If they both play at the same time, it'd be interesting to see if we can get another partnership going like we have with, with Taylor and with, with Carl and Grant uh, last season. But then Tom uh, says, firstly, thanks for your podcast. I really enjoy listening to the insight uh, on, on games while I'm driving to work. So cheers for that, Tom. He says, now that Macaulay Bond has his fifth goal for us, that puts him level with Lyle and, of course, Connor Gallagher. So we've got three, in fact, really. Obviously not, not a striker, Connor, uh, as Charlton's top scorer and joint 11th uh, top scorer for the championship. Interestingly, the BBC website also lists the minutes played per goal. Macaulay has played just 110 minutes for each of his goals, which is only bettered by two other players in the league, uh, which is Naki Wells at QPR with 93 minutes per goal and our very own Lyle Taylor with 108 minutes per goal. So all this means that when Lyle is back and gets a chance to be- to partner Macaulay Bond up front, we will have two of the three most deadly strikers in the division playing together. That partnership might not last beyond the January transfer window, but I'm still excited to see what they can do together. Come on, you addicts. That's from Tom Deacon in Whitney, a.k.a. Mark Kinsella in Marks and Spencers. Yeah, I remember that little, <laughs> little thing we went through a while ago, but... Yeah, so those minute per goal ratios, when you put it like that, 
That makes for some exciting reading, doesn't it, Tom? Give us the title now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the difficulty will be one thing he said there is, will we still have them both by the end of January? I think if the form carries on as it is and we're still in top six or seven places come January, you'd have to question. I know people are going to probably put fairly big money on the table for those players, but you've got to think, do they want to leave or do they want to give it a shot with us second half of the season? And then I think the other thing is that how do we fit them both in? We said earlier in the show, I'm sure Boya will find a way to do it, but how does how do you get them both in the same team? And when you do, do they carry on that scoring record? So I think there's a couple of things there, but if they can and we get that right and they do both stay and we have the whole season with them, then yeah, who knows what could happen. And another, another stat they put on this website as well is how many of a player, of that specific player's shots go on target. Now, Lyle Taylor is top of that list. by Well, no, Lyle Taylor is on 75%. So he is joint second with Tom Barkhausen at Preston. Uh, top of the list, most accurate shooting with 80%, Macaulay Bond. So our, our players are being really clinical at getting, you know, making a goalkeeper work minimum. And that's what sometimes we have to be. Remember early on in the season, we're looking at chances created. We don't create as many chances as other clubs. Mm. But we, when we do, we're taking mm. them. And that's, that's got to be the most pleasing thing. Or even then, I mean, you'd argue we weren't, we, we weren't clinical yesterday. We weren't clinical at Bristol City. But at least more often than not, we're getting efforts on target. You never really see a smasher ball over the bar. I wouldn't have said. Not too often. No, I'd say the majority of our chances, well, the stats speak for themselves. Yeah. But very, Put it right in the goal hole. Pretty, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I said that yesterday on the train as well. <laughs> I don't know why I started saying that recently. It's something from uh, from Peep Show. There we go. Right, John Lyons says Macaulay Bond. Is he, hi there, is Macaulay Bond the new Derek Hales? I mean, that's for, that's for Nathan. He's ready to answer that one. I mean, I mean, obviously Macaulay's got it in the goal hole a few times now, Nathan. Do you reckon, do you reckon he could be the new Derek Hales if he grows a beard, maybe? I thought you said Sank Hales. Oh, um, right. I won't mention what I was thinking. Um, if he carries on, if he carries on doing what he's doing and he keeps improving, like Bo says, then he's got every chance. But it's still early days. Um, he's still come to a point where he might go on a gold drought. And um, it's how he responds to that as well. But I think I think he surprised everyone. I think even Bo's probably a little bit surprised that mm. he's done this well. Not in terms of finishing, but he didn't expect him to do five and six or whatever it is. Nah. Um, but it'd be interesting to see if he does play, play them together. Um, or if he'll, obviously, Lyle might have to sit on the bench for a couple of games because you can't drop him because yeah. he's banking the goals in. So, yeah. no, but it's nice to see. He's, you know, he seems quite humble as a person and... You know, long may continue. Mm. Yeah, you remember at the start of the season when Macaulay Bond was talking about how he said himself he knew he wasn't ready. And mm. to, to convert that into the goals he's scoring now is, is so great to see. And it, I think, I, like, I mean, Bowie says it's not the goals that's ever going to be the problem with him. It's the, the rest of the game, maybe the hold-up play, the, the linking to others. But, you know, hopefully, I mean, in fairness, there's probably been an improvement in that already. Mm. But we'll see as that as that goes on. Right, Sam Burgess says, Hi, lads, the West Brom game. Uh, was a great away performance. If Naby sticks his chance away instead of passing to Gallagher, I think we would have gone on to have won it. Yeah, I, I did think Naby should have shot there. Their goal was a handball in the build-up and ours was never a penalty, but that evens it out, I guess. Uh, a friend bumped into Jake Forster Caskey at the boxing uh, with Ben Amos and Ricky Holmes and, and apparently Jake told him that he's torn his hamstring and he's going to be out for three months. Uh, the injury curse continues, but in the uh, we trust. Yeah, I mean, we did know that the hamstring was a, was a bad injury and we were expecting a bit of a... 
of a few weeks off, but that is, if Jake has confirmed a, a tear, I mean, that does sound quite painful and uh, nasty, and it will be a long one, which is just what we could do without. Right, Richard Church says, Hi, awesome thoughts from yesterday. A good away performance, just like it was on Wednesday. This time, at least, we came away with a deserved point. Two great saves uh, from Phillips. Is he underrated, prone to the odd howler? Yes, but for me, he is doing a great job, and Nathan will be pleased to, to hear that, that Richard Church is sane, in your own words. I like you, Richard. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Bond, what a find he is. Right place at the right time is an absolute skill. The sending off was fair, but that's twice now we've not looked comfortable against 10 men. So we'll talk about this. It's obviously, we conceded a late goal against Bristol City. 10 men uh, went down against 10 men against West Brom. And obviously, I mean, it is one man down. I mean, Josh Cullen actually said after the game, sometimes it is harder to play against 10 men because the expectation levels go up a lot. But you only lose one player going forward, and it doesn't necessarily make it any easier to score, especially if it's if it's you know they can put another defender on. It doesn't make it any easier to 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 score because they'll still have the same amount of players coming back and trying to get in the way. So it doesn't. I mean, you would think it would make them less likely to score, but when you've got someone the quality of Hal Robson Carnu who can get a get away with a handball and b curl it into the top bin like that, there's always a chance it could go wrong even if they are missing a man. And I think in a game like yesterday or even midweek where it's end-to-end and it's very open anyway uh, there's lots of gaps all over the pitch so it does make a difference obviously because they're a man short but I don't think it's as different I think if you've got a team that are setting up much more narrow much more defensive and then they lose a man suddenly gaps appear that weren't there before and then you can start to exploit it I think as well if you lose a man very early on obviously the other team's going to tire a lot quicker but I think the type of game it was yesterday it was and the position that that player plays, I don't think necessarily it has that much of an impact. And also, we're a team, particularly in this league, that probably see ourselves as underdogs in most games. So to suddenly then be on the front foot and think, well, actually, are we the underdogs now? Or are people expecting us to go for it? Expectations change. I think it's it's not as easy to manage as it perhaps seems. So mm. I think like yeah. with if you were if you were winning. And then you, they go down to 10 men. That's when it's a good thing because mm. you can keep the ball between your back four and then they've only got the one. And then you can take your time. When you're chasing a game... Make them run. Yeah, 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 exactly. When you're chasing a game, it's not as easy as it yeah. is. Right. Um, yeah, Richard then added Robson Carter was definitely a handball. Everyone knew it and the ref realised he made a mistake and gave us a soft penalty to even it up. Onwards and upwards we go. Still punching above our weight, but we need those uh, injured players back soonest. And cheers. Uh, that's from Richard Church. Great email for that. Uh, thanks for that. Cheers. Right, Daniel Basham. Uh, subject line back away uh, but from home uh, with my boy GJ yeah George Jones a former media mm. club media officer is working at QPR they're not playing until I think tomorrow so he was able to come up to the away game and he's only got one friend in real life which is Dan Basham who he went to the game with so I That's hope sweet. he enjoyed his day uh, <laughs> right um uh, Dan said it doesn't seem to matter who we have in or out of our squad we always put on a show I said before the game uh, we will have a few beers have a laugh and guaranteed to see a team of fighters in terms of the game fair result in my eyes I think it was a penalty as Sar was caught up in the air as soft as it may have been uh, little old Charlton taking a point from the Hawthorns take that all day long imagine on fire Taylor, Bond, Williams, Gallagher, Cullen, Prattley all playing together it's just a shame uh, that we can't ever have a fully fit squad. In other news, the police were a joke. Poor communication. I nearly ended up in London Marlebone, and I live in Lincolnshire. So that's all right. They weren't letting people get off the train. So luckily, it sounds like Dan did get off in the end. But yeah, that's that's one of the things. You can't just haul everyone onto one train and send them somewhere when people don't live there. I remember after a Palace game once, I'd driven to the game, 
and then they made us all walk around to the station. It's like, well, I'm not getting on the train because my car is there. So what, like stuff like that doesn't make any sense. But anyway, Dan says, 30 points to go. Uh, come on, you Reds. Uh, Mark Newbury, evening troops. Uh, there is something satisfying about watching a succession of managers complaining that little old Charlton didn't lie down and take a beating from their amazing teams. Slavin Bilic being the latest without acknowledging how good we really are. It would be interesting to see if the Football League find him for insinuating that he was biased uh, towards us all game, the referee. I haven't seen any of Slavin, but I've seen a couple of people say that. So hopefully, well, if he has said that, that's what... It, he said more or less from the from the first tackle from Livermore, he said that any 50-50 or something he gave to us. All right, well, that's how is that any different to what no, Bo said? Exactly. But yeah, it would be interesting if they if they get a slap on the wrist and call yeah. him a naughty boy, wouldn't it? Yeah, four, four grand fine, send him to the stands for a few games. <laughs> uh, and then he says uh, Slavin also conveniently forgot there was a handball before the second goal. Dylan continues to make jaw drop saves I wouldn't be surprised if one of the Premier League teams come in for him uh, we have a good track record with keepers into the Premier and he might be next also credit to Bond all the reports about him and his attitude are positive and it's good to see a player playing with a smile on his face but can we play him alongside Ta- uh, Lyle Taylor or are their games a bit similar uh, here's to a positive week before uh, an absolute German beauty turns up for his good reception next week yeah I mean Taylor and Bond surely will find a way to get him in the same team Tom I imagine I hope so yeah, yeah. especially Especially given the form they're on at the moment, because like Nafe says, if Taylor comes back and Bond scores another couple of goals in the next few games, you can't really drop him. So, um, and Taylor's not going to hang around on the bench forever, particularly if bids do come in in January. So, yeah, he's going to have to find a way to get them both yeah. in. Right, Lee Chapman says, I thought it was a thoroughly deserved point, but Billick's comments after are laughable. He said, we got all the decisions all day and the fella got some of the ball for the sending off. It, it, and <laughs> he says, the only, all right, the only ball he got was the one on the bottom of Solly's hill. I, mean, I sort of read the first half of that sentence. I thought, oh, this is going to end up where we don't want it to. He said on his hill, uh, all will in all, a great day and great spirits. That's from Lee Chapman. Cheers for your email, Lee. And then Matthias, uh, hi, lads. Uh, I... Uh, I have to say, what a game yesterday. I have to admit, in the away end, we thought that West Brom had gone down to nine men. But my next friend, uh, but my friend next to me uh, counted the players and said they're still playing with 10. A great game uh, end-to-end at times. I thought we showed commitment and character to come from behind twice. McCauley Bond has done brilliantly since he came into the side. I heard uh, a stat that he has got a better goal-to-game ratio than Alexandra Mitrovic, uh, which he has. Yeah, he says, I don't like to compare, compare players, but who he could be are Jamie Vardy. A similar story, isn't it? Coming up from non-league uh, in Leighton Orient. Obviously, Vardy, I think, was at Fleetwood Town when they were in non-league and, and going on to, to star in a championship. And he's still got a fair bit of his career ahead of him. Like I say, he's only 24. Uh, and if he carries on in this spirit, then it could be uh, it could certainly be uh, a very interesting career for McCauley Bond. Right, uh, last tweet's just come in from Sebo, uh, saying, looking forward to saying Dankeschön to Patrick Bauer uh, next Sunday for scoring that goal on the 26th of May. I'm sure he'll get a great reception from the home fans uh, and it would be great if the club could make a presentation uh, to him for that goal uh, that has taken us to where we are uh, now. Maybe after the game, once mm. we've beaten him, uh, we'll give him a presentation. But he's a returning player and he'll get a great reception. I'm looking forward to giving him a round of applause for thanking him for his, his years of service and, of course, that that special moment he, he had for us. But you know, by the time the whistle blows next week, he'll just be that big lanky German on the other team, wouldn't he? Do you reckon yeah. if he scores on Sunday, Greg will say, we've done it, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I think if... It's only if it's a consolation. <laughs> yeah, I hope he gets um, a good reception. If you're saying you'd give him a good reception. <laughs> Stop quite, sort of questioning <laughs> the sanity of all the listeners. You would, though. Like, I mean, I know he's another player, but another team now, but 
give him a little clap before the game. His name's called out, and then like you say, once the whistle goes, right, he loses uh, Jason Pierce at the back stick, and then yeah. Pierce gets. Well, winning. we saw it. We saw it with Billick a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. With Derby he he came perfect. Back, got yeah. a perfect great, great reaction, and then we absolutely rinsed him on the pitch. So <laughs> practically well, done him. Yeah, as long as he doesn't it. stick one in the goal hole. Yeah, we're yeah. We'll see a bit more of that. A little, a bit less of the ball going in our goal hole. Right, we are sort of coming towards the end of the show, so don't forget we'll be back here on Thursday evening. Uh, with the big match preview ahead of next Sunday's game with uh, with Preston. Don't forget Sunday uh, midday kickoff. I think it is. So don't turn up on Saturday at three o'clock. Um, yeah, because you, you you'll be waiting a long time, <laughs> like we will be for next Sunday show. Because the game kicks off at twelve. They'll be finished by two. We'll be sat around here till seven for a Sunday evening uh, chat on live next week. So that's something to look forward to as well. Make sure you join us uh, then. Right, but just pretty much time to say thank you for listening to this evening show. I hope you have uh, enjoyed it, uh, Tom and Nath. It's great to see you. Much yeah, love. Yeah, and I hope that's cheered you up, Tom, after no. after the rugby. Because no, Wales lost the rugby, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, because no, it was quite close, like last couple of minutes, but then they, lo- they ended up losing. Uh, taking me, Michael. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you, he's got he's got a journey on me with a car as well. Yeah, I, I might put some Welsh that. music on, like the other yeah. cars Welsh. They're Irish, aren't they? Oh, yeah, there you go. That won't work, would it? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah, there we go. That does. Yeah, stereophonics. <laughs> we play play some the Manic Street Preachers. Yeah, all all, all Welsh people who are currently sad. Anyway, because thanks not for listening. <laughs> <Charlton> <laughs> right, this has been Charlton Life. We run out of we time. We're doing Saturday for the rugby, though. No? Oh yeah, <laughs> me and Nate are going down the pub. <laughs> right, run out of time on Charlton Live. Tom has literally left the room now. Uh, thank you for listening. I've been the Menders. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back here on Thursday uh, with the big match preview ahead of Preston. We look forward to seeing you then. So this could be fun later on, especially as they get wet. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.